So that's it. Harbaugh is staying in Michigan. So that that will create NFL openings, which include Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator, Tim Twentyman, DetroitLions.com, columnist insider. When it comes to the Lions and the NFL is standing by. Uh, from an NFL perspective, are you surprised Harbaugh announced he's staying at Michigan? No, not too surprised. Um <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know if there was going to be a real ton of interest at the NFL level. You just keep kind of see how that's going. Those young, um, young guys getting, you know, first opportunities. You look at the Daniels and all those kind of hot young coaches around the league. Now I think that's kind of where it's trending. So not, not too surprised. So Ben Johnson, he seems to be a hot commodity. He's got the Carolina connections, uh, uh, I think it's one of those personal decisions, just like Harbaugh. Uh, if offered, maybe you go. If not, you stay. I, I think similar situation with Ben. If he's offered a head coaching job in the NFL, I don't think he's going to turn it down. If it's a situation he doesn't feel comfortable with, I think he's back with the Lions. Yeah, I think you said it exactly. I think the one to really kind of look at, is, to me, is the Carolina one. He's obviously from that area. Um, and... You know, I think it just kind of makes sense. They're they're probably you know one of those teams in the market for young quarterback. Um, you know, it's got some some nice pieces defensively up front, um, but that one to me would be the the one that probably makes a lot of sense. But he's going to interview around and look. Ben's a really smart guy. Um, there are only thirty two of these jobs, and so when you get an opportunity to take one, you never know if it's going to come back um, around. Um, so. Um, this is what he's been working toward his entire coaching career. So um, this situation will have to be a good one. I don't think he's just going to take one just to take one. But um, if Carolina one ends up being offered to him, that one to me would probably be one that he would really be interested going home. Let's play hypothetical. If he takes a job within the next week uh, in Carolina or another destination, uh, is there a replacement for him on Dan Campbell's staff right now, or is it an outside search? Uh, I think he would look outside and look internally. I mean, a guy like Tanner Estrand um, did some of the passing game coordinator stuff would obviously be a name. Um, you, you know, see if Deuce Staley or someone like that would be interested in doing something like that. Um, and then Dan will look you know, outside as well. So I think they're going to be multiple options. Um, but, but Tanner could be an interesting one to look at, uh, internally. So the checklist, uh, on the off season, which is underway for the NFC Norse, uh, leading team, uh, based on the record against common opponents in the NFC North, uh, the lions at five and one, uh, Minnesota at four and two green Bay at three and three and the bears at zero and six. Uh, what's the priority list, you think? Uh, top three, four, five things. Well, obviously, I think when you, you you listen to Brad Holmes and his you know final press conference there, you know, fixing the defense. You know, I think you've got to. Um, I mean, first is 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 going to be taking care of your own guys. It's going to be free agency that comes before the draft. So, you know, obviously, some guys like John Kaminsky, Jamal Williams. Um, you know, Alex Anzalone, you've got some, some guys that you're going to have to make some decisions on. Some of those could be tough decisions, but that's going to come first. But I think everything you look at and what you do for agency in the draft has to be, at least in my opinion, about fixing this defense. Uh, they did play much better down the stretch, minus the Carolina game, obviously. 
Um, but when it was all said and done, you know, they were 32nd in overall defense. I think they were, they weren't better than 28th in any major statistical category on defense. And so, um, they've got to get better on that side of the football. I think this is probably an 11, 12 win team, but that defense is just, you know, decent. You know, if, if they're the 20th ranked defense end of the year and they played much better the first half of the year, um, this is, you know, I think we're talking about the Lions in the playoffs and, winning the division and all that. So I think offensively, they're pretty good. Um, they've obviously got to make a decision on DJ Chark and Jamal Williams. But other than that, your offensive line's under contract. I was your quarterback. Maybe get another young quarterback. Um, but you'd like all the pieces and the foundation that's up there offensively. It's fixing that defense. Um, I think they could use talent at all all four positions. I think they could use some depths at safety. Obviously, a cornerback upgrade the nickel cornerback spot. An interior defensive lineman and a linebacker with um, you know, some explosive speed. So I think that's going to be the number one priority is, is, you know, signing guys back and, and looking at adding young guys with the idea of, of really making that defense much, much better. You know, it's pretty easy without, you know, breaking down 17 week, weeks of analytics, Timmy and Tim 20 man, Detroit columnist insider joining us on the Meyer guest line. He just had that Seattle game, and Minnesota came back in your 11-win team. Think about that. That close. Yeah, that's the difference in the NFL sometimes, you know. I mean, look at Wild Card Weekend here and the great games and the one scores. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a couple plays you always look at. And, you know, when you looked at a lot of those plays in those games that you're talking about, they're, they're defensive plays, right? Can you get a stop late? Can you just get one stop against Seattle? Um, can your defense step up? Now, obviously, there was a decision to make there. Did we win it with our offense in Minnesota? But let's not forget the Lions were still up after missing that field goal. They just needed to stop there. Couldn't get it. And I think that was the story, you know, really through that one and six stretch was, was that defense was just struggling so mightily and the offense was keeping them in game. So, you know, I agree with you. I mean, you just those few games, um, you get, you get to stop that defense plays a little bit better. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you know, 11 win team and you're in the playoffs. Tim 20 man, Detroit lines.com columnist joining us. Uh, First round picks is going to be so much uh, to look at, so many different scenarios. You know, you hear initially there's going to be a rush to get three quarterbacks in the uh, top five picks, possibly, which means the Lions could be sitting there looking at a monster potential overall number one like defensive lineman uh, in a Carter sitting there if there's a quarterback rush. Yeah, that's the best case scenario. I think Lions fans should have been pretty happy yesterday when when C.J. Stroud decided he was going to go because that's another guy that could, you know, fit into that mix along with uh, you know the kid from Kentucky and obviously you know the, the Alabama kid and, and you get some you know some run on um, quarterbacks and and that's look it's it's always left tackles, pass rushers, and quarterbacks. That's the value at the top of the draft. Uh, Detroit could certainly use another pass rusher if a Will Anderson or something like that falls to you. I, you know, you, you obviously like what you have in James Houston. And if you re-sign Kaminsky and obviously Aiden and, uh, you know, Romeo's under contract and Charles Harris is coming back. So, but, but you could never have too many good pass rushers. So, but I think the dream scenario is there's a run on quarterbacks. Um, you know, maybe Will goes and don't be surprised if, if some team is looking for a pass protector there, you know, left tackles and, and you know, protecting some of these franchise quarterbacks is going to be, I think, a, a, a sleepy one. 
um, for a team maybe you know up there wanting to um, you know get an offensive lineman. There's there's value in those guys, and so yeah, if you can walk away with a Carter or the best defensive player you have on your board, that's a win for Brett Holmes. Yeah, because I think the only the lineman guarantees the only team I in front of Detroit. Uh, would be the Bears. They're going to take an offensive lineman or defensive lineman, whether they stay at one or whether they trade down, because they don't need a quarterback, right, with Fields. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. But you never know who might want to, you know, if you're going through this process and you think that you've got a franchise left tackle and he's there, and you're maybe 11, 12, 10, 11, 12, I don't have in front of me who those teams are, um, and you view that guy. I mean, those are the guys you see teams move up for quarterbacks. You see teams move up for guys that protect the quarterback, and then those pass rushers, that's the value. So that's the sneaky one to me. But, um, yeah, you just want you want a bunch of quarterbacks to go early, um, you know, a, a guy like a Will Anderson, and then, you know, maybe somebody moves up for a quarterback outside the top three that they fell in love with or an offensive lineman or something like that, and, and, and you can get one of those defensive tackles. That would be the perfect scenario. Because I think that, along their defensive lines, where they need to get better. Now, obviously, Levi owns Arike, um, who, you know, many thought was the best defensive tackle in the draft last year. Um, Lions really like him, but he's dealt with injuries. And so I think that's going to be a medical thing. But if, if he can come back from that back injury, you have to look at, look at that. Like that's almost like getting a, a rookie, you know, top first round caliber pick back. If, if he can be anything um, like the player they expected him to be. So, you know, that'll be a big one that could decide, you know, what they do too. If, if, they, if Levi gets a clean bill of health, they feel like they've got, you know, some depth there. But still, if you can get a guy like Carter, if you can get one of those, you know, really good defensive linemen, I think you're off to a good start. And then at 18, I think it's, to me, it's still best defensive player available. Obviously, if there's somebody there that's, you know, a significant grade higher, I think, you know, Brad has shown that he's just going to take best player available. It doesn't matter if it's a position to need or whatever. He's just in the business of collecting good football players. But I think it's a win for Detroit if you can upgrade the interior defensive line and then you can address your secondary with a, a top line cornerback or safety at 18. I think you're off and running if you're Brad Holmes. So, where we sit right now and through an offseason that has a lot to offer to upgrade the Lions and take them next level, whether it's a draft free agency. Uh, maturity, just another year of coaches. You know, again, I have my eye on the Ben Johnson thing. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, are the Lions uh, on the field, off the field, front office, on the field? I'm talking right now, not history of any team or quarterback. Are they the best team in the NFC North going into this upcoming season? I think so. Um, you know, I think you look at Minnesota and you know, look, kudos to them. They figured out how to win games at the end. You can't take that away from them. You are what your record says you are, uh, ultimately. But, um, you know, they were the first 13-win team in NFL history to, to finish the season with a negative point differential. I mean, you know, they won a lot of close games, had a lucky, you know, a few, you know, pretty nice breaks there at the end. And I think after, you know, yesterday, I think you got to wonder if Kirk Cousins is the answer there. Do they, you know, finally make a decision to go younger at the cornerback position and, um, you never know when you decide to do that. And then, you know, what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? Um, and I think Chicago is still another year away, though they do have almost $100 million, and that roster is going to look a lot different. Um, we've, you, can, you know, as well as I do, that teams can go from worst to first rather quickly in this league. And when you have $100 million in cap space, you can, you, can, um, you know, take some giant leaps toward that. But I think you, you look at the, the core Detroit's got, and uh, there's there's solid at the quarterback position. They're very stable there. I think 
they're going to bring back, you know, some really important key free agents. And I think the bar is set high. I think they're a year ahead of where they probably thought they'd be. And I think what the thought is in the building is that the playoffs are absolutely the, 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 the floor. And the expectation would be to compete and win the division after going 5-1 and one this year. Tim Twentyman, DetroitLions.com. You can follow the Lions all offseason at DetroitLions.com. Timmy, always appreciate the conversation. Get some downtime, would you? Well, yeah, I'll, I'll get a week or so, but I'm going to roll down the mobile, go senior bowl, start checking out all these draft guys. So I'll, 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 I'll get a week or so, but there's never an offseason in the NFL. You know that. I know. Hey, you're around now, man. Uh, it, who knows what they're going to do uh, with Europe or if they're going to get a league in the spring or something that happens. I know you got the XFL, you got USFL, you got all these leagues going. Uh, it, it just for the NFL not to brand and take. I know they want Europe in the big markets and they want to, you know, dig into that soccer money uh, in Europe. But to me, and Mexico, where they go, uh, I, I just think in in America to create a a true feeder system where you actually could see some games. You know, let's say. You know, if the schedule was May, June, July, even uh, before the season began, a true minor league feeder system. Because I'm looking at, you know, flag football games for the Pro Bowl. I didn't know the Hula Bowl was being played and it was played in Orlando. I, I think in terms of actual football, beyond the draft and free agency and combine and senior bowls, I really think there's another level for the NFL to have something concrete that would be theirs and even extend the branches of their brands more with actual games. Well, I know. Yeah, if you talk to coaches, I think they would certainly be on board with something like that. And if you look at, at the NFL as the only sport, you know major professional sport that doesn't have a minor league system, um, and so that's why you see you know guys you know don't stay in the league very long um, because they don't have time to mature. Um, this is a quick turnaround business in the NFL. You've got one, two years to prove that you can play or, or they're going to move on and there isn't that system in place to, to build and mold a guy who's 18 and wait till he's you know 21 22 some guys need that so i know i know coaches would certainly love that um but obviously the, the financials and everything else i know coaches would love to get their practice squad guys um guys with one or less years of service that, that can get some seasoning I, I know coaches would certainly be up for it but that's obviously a uh, talk way above my pay grade but it's certainly something I know the league, especially the coaches, would uh, certainly be in favor of. Yeah, I think it will be coming. I, they always look at revenue opportunities and, you know, the shield and the brand. And uh, it's amazing uh, to see where the Lions are right now this offseason going into next year. I predict if Hard Knocks does an in-season like they did this year with Arizona, if they do an in-season, not, not the training camp version that the Lions did last year, but they would be prime candidates off of last year's hard knocks to have that in season with the Detroit Lions that they do the final eight games of the year. Yeah, I think that'd be a tough ask to ask a team to do that two years in a row. And, and look, the, the Lions were great with it, and the coaching staff was great with it. I think, but it is very intrusive uh, from someone being in the building. It just it is. You're aware that they're there, even though they do a good job of, of staying out of it and stuff as well. I just I just think uh, that'd, that'd be a tough ask to open your doors all training camp and then open them for, for the second half of the week, two years in a row. I don't think that's ever been done. It hasn't huge. So I'd be a little bit surprised. I agree. It'd be fascinating, but I think that's a tough ask of the Lions to, to, you know, just 
have that added on top of everything else they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, I think Arizona did third year. Right. I think Arizona did a training camp, but it would have been a couple years ago when Kingsbury was just started. I think they did a training camp with the Cardinals and then they did in season. I know the Colts did training camp and then did uh, in season. By the way, when I'm going through this list right now, intrusive, uh, Reich was shown the door. Wentz was sent back, and uh, Kingsbury and the GM are gone. So I don't know about the in season hard knocks if it really has paid off dividends for teams. No, not at all. Um, yeah, yeah. And I know Amen Reynolds and, and his communication staff, I know, would uh, that would certainly add a lot of, to their workload because you know, some of those things are, are reviewed and stuff like that. I mean, there's a lot that goes right. behind the scenes for those guys and the added work that those guys had for a month while Hard Knocks was here. I certainly know that they uh, they probably wouldn't be huge fans of, uh, of, of that taking place next year. But who knows? I'm, I'm not sure if you can say no or not. I know there's rules for the spring one, but I think a team might have to be on board with that to work in the season. I guess I just don't know how the rules work. I know it's it's a little you, you, no playoffs for two years and not a new coach and I think you can't say no to the training camp one, but I don't know how the, the rules are for the in-season one. It'd be interesting. Yeah, it is interesting just thinking out loud with you, Tim, on how after the in-season for the Colts and the Cardinals, it was total disarray. <laughs> I don't know if that's yeah. a coincidence. I'm seriously, I don't know if that's a coincidence yeah. or if it had something to do with it, but uh, both teams uh, went through dramatic turnovers after doing the hard knocks in season. It was good for the Lions to kind of get it. It was a good bookend. Hard knocks to start and the Sunday night football game in America to finish at Lambeau with that win. Tim 20, man, you can follow everything. Lions 24-7 with Mike O'Hara and the crew at DetroitLions.com. Timmy, get some downtime. Thanks again for the conversation. Yep, sounds good, Huge.